We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, everybody, how you doing? Welcome to episode 580, Talking Buffalo, part of the Blue Wire Network. Today is Friday, June 1st, 2023. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you, as always, for locking in today. This is going to be an audio-only episode, no video today. You know, I've said this a million times. I appreciate each and every single person who watches this podcast or who listens to this podcast, but not all episodes are available on video. We do them whenever we can. Most of the time, they are on video, and we also have clips and things like that on the YouTube channel as well, Talking Buffalo YouTube channel. But the only way to make sure that you hear each and every single episode of Talking Buffalo in its complete entirety is by subscribing or following on one of the uh, audio platforms. We're, and we're pretty much on all of them, whether it's Apple, or Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you know them all. We're available there. So if you want every single episode, please go ahead and subscribe. And also, you know, if you get a chance to rate and review, it helps us uh, grow this show a little bit. This is going to be a short, potentially a very short episode today on this Friday. Uh, two things. Number one, I say this, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you know this, I don't generally like doing solo episodes. In fact, I'm not fond of it at all. But um. I was doing on Fridays live from Imperial series. I would have a guest show up to uh, Imperial pizza. We would have dinner and then we would tape a show and it would drop on Friday morning. And by the way, you're still going to be doing plenty of that over the summer. But anyway, long story short, I had a guest scheduled for a taping on Thursday night for this episode that you're listening to right now. But um, kind of a last minute had to reschedule and you know, those things just happen. It's the way it goes. Not a big deal. But anyway, um, well, we're going to have plenty of Friday episodes, um, from Imperial pizza. So that's not going anywhere. In fact, kind of got a nice handful of, of some summer changes coming to this podcast, some additions, and I'm really excited over these next, uh, couple weeks to, to unleash those on you guys. So lots of stuff to look forward to here today. I'm going to get right to the point in just a minute here as well. 
I got some thoughts and some takes on DeAndre Hopkins and Delvin Cook, both as players and both uh, my opinions about a lot of the reports that have had both these perennial pro bowlers linked recently to the Buffalo Bills. I got some thoughts on that. Plus, I'm going to drop a player that I think the Buffalo Bills actually should go out and sign if they can find a way financially to make it work. So basically, that's what we're shooting with today. We're going to talk about Hopkins for a few minutes. We're going to talk about Dalvin Cook for a couple minutes. And then I'm going to name a player that I really would like to see even more than either of those two guys, the Bills go on and sign over the next handful of days or or weeks or whatever um, it might take. Hope you guys are doing well. Again, happy Friday here. You know, real quick, I want to say something too before I get going here. Um, Sunny Reds, I got to say this. So Thursday night, again, you're listening to this hopefully sometime on Friday. I went out for wings at this place and I've been there a couple of times. If you follow me on Twitter or if you know me, you know I'm a big fan of this place. And I want to throw this out there as well. Sunny Reds doesn't pay me a dime to say nice things about them. Uh, Sunny Reds does not give me free food. To say nice things about them, Sunny Reds does not give me free uh, pictures of beer to say nice things about them. I got to tell you, went there again Thursday night for wings, and they have a special, and I'll get to that in a second. Just elite. They really are. This place, without question, there's so many people out there who probably don't even know what Sunny Reds is, and hopefully that number is dwindling because a lot of people need to know about this place. As someone who loves wings, and I know a lot of you listening, you do as well, we all know about, well, first it was Anchor Bar and Dust for many, many years. And now in recent years, it's become uh, Barbell, of course, and uh, 9-11 Tavern in South Buffalo. And those are absolutely top-of-the-line elite places, without question. But I'm telling you, man, when it comes to at least traditional wings, I, I, I can't speak on some of the specialty flavors, but with traditional wings, hot or medium, I consider both of those regular traditional wings. I promise you folks this, not lying to you, man. Sunny Reds is one of the top three to six places in all of Western New York when it comes to regular traditional chicken wings. It's on Abbott Road in Lackawanna. It's about, I don't know, maybe three, four minutes from Highmark Stadium. And I go there on Thursday and they're good regardless. I mean, they're worth the money no matter what. But Thursday nights, folks, if you're looking for a place to try wings if you haven't had them before or just, you know, if you have been there before and don't know about this special, Thursday nights. So I went there with my buddy Mike. Got 20 wings and they're 50 cent wings on Thursday nights. Now you can't like, you know, just take them and, and leave. It's like dining only, but still. 50 cent wings, man. 20 wings, 50 cents. We went there. Between the two of us, we, we banged out 20 wings. I only had a water because I'm fat. I'm trying to lose weight right now, so I'm not drinking any pop, drinking a lot of water. My buddy had himself a, a bottle of beer, got the check, 16 bucks and 25 cents for 20 wings and a beer. 16.25, just uh, an unbelievable special. And you know, prices and specials are one thing. Like there's some places not going to sit here and diss any, you know, specific place. That's not what this podcast is, what I'm really all about. But there's some places I wouldn't go there if there were five cent wings, you know. But this place I would pay top dollar for their wings and their 50 cent wings on Thursday nights. It's just, uh, folks, if you haven't been there, 
Just make sure you get there, man. Great, great wings. Absolutely uh, an elite place. Shout out Sunny Reds in, uh, on Abbott Road in Lackawanna. Go look it up somewhere. I'm sure you'll read a lot of reviews about it online. Anyway, all right, let's just jump into this. And then, like I said, I'm not going to be long. going to get you out of here nice and quick today. We will be back. I already know for sure. I definitely got next Friday um, an episode planned for our live from Imperial Pizza series. Plus, I'll have my two regular shows on Tuesday. I have Aaron Quinn on Wednesday still, which, by the way, quick announcement with that as well. Aaron Quinn, of course, from Cover One. We do a show. We tape it on Tuesday mornings. We drop it on uh, every Wednesday. Only got a couple more weeks left with Aaron before summer. Aaron stays at home with two young kids. And when school's out, Aaron's out for podcasting. I mean, Aaron will still be around doing cover one, and I'll still have him on the show a little bit from time to time. But our weekly tape it every Tuesday morning, dropping it on Wednesday, uh, that'll be on hiatus for the summer until the fall. But I do have something really cool planned in his place, and I'll probably talk about that a little more uh, next week. But anyway, shout out my man Aaron Quinn from cover one. And like I said, plenty of content. Coming up here on the show. All right. So like I said, two players, two very prominent players that for weeks now, maybe even months, have been linked to the Buffalo Bills. I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins and I'm talking about Delvin Cook. I got a couple thoughts on them. And then again, a, a player that I think more than either of those two guys, I would like to see the Bills go out and sign as soon as possible. All right. So when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins, I mean... Here's my thought. Actually, this isn't even a thought. This is a report, and it's um, from Tim Graham of The Athletic. And Tim, to me, is one of, if not the gold standard when it comes to reporting. You could sit there, and you could go on social media, and you could hear NFL insiders tell you this, that, and the other thing. But when it comes to trusted Buffalo Bills news from, from a source that I'm going to trust each and every time, it's Tim Graham. And uh, Tim reported on Thursday that heard three sources from Tim that said uh, DeAndre Hopkins wants a deal similar to what the Baltimore Ravens gave Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, um, Odell signed a one-year deal with the Ravens, $15 million guaranteed with another $3 million in incentives. That's the deal that Odell signed with uh, Baltimore uh, a couple months ago. Long story short, Tim is reporting that it is an extreme long shot for the Bills to land um, DeAndre Hopkins. And by the way, Adam Schefter on Thursday basically said the same thing. Diane Rossini basically said the same thing as well. Kind of a contrast to even just a handful of days ago where I, I believe it was Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reported that the Bills and the Chiefs were in an arms race for Hopkins. I can't speak much on the Chiefs because I haven't been reading much about them. I do know that the two teams right now in the NFL with quite literally the least amount of cap room in the league is Buffalo, second last, and Kansas City, dead last. End of the day, it sounds to me like not too long ago, Hopkins was talking about winning in a ring. But from everything that we've seen and read over the last say a handful of days, including a report, by the way, on Thursday that said DeAndre Hopkins would be interested in returning to the Houston Texans, which by the way, bam, enough said right there. If he's thinking about returning to the Houston Texans, I don't care how much money they're paying him. 
I don't want to hear no shit that this guy's chasing a ring. Because you ain't chasing no damn ring playing for the Houston, Texas, and we all know it. So don't front. If you want the money, to say, hey, I got another big contract left in me. I got one or two more years of getting paid and I want to get paid now. I want to set myself up for life much further. That's acceptable. That's cool. But don't front on people saying that you're trying to chase a ring and that's the most important thing to you and defense wins championships and this and that while you're even entertaining the thought of going to the Houston Texans. I mean, come on. Is he still a great player? Yes. DeAndre Hopkins is still a great player. Nine games last year with Arizona, 64 catches, 717 yards, and three, t- and three touchdowns. In nine games. When you're talking about a guy who's went over 1,000 yards in his career six times. He's went over 100 receptions four times. He's scored at least 10 touchdowns three different times. You're talking about a guy who is a three-time first-team NFL All-Pro and a two-time second-team All-Pro. There's a lot to love about DeAndre Hopkins. Still a hell of a receiver. But let's look at this objectively. And I understand, by the way, why Buffalo Bills fans, and I've done it myself a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. You, you fantasize, you romanticize about putting DeAndre Hopkins in an offense with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis. It just sounds lethal. Good luck. And I get this philosophy. If you're a defense, good luck locking in on both DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs. I get that theory. I promise you I do. But let's look at this. Take off the rose-colored glasses and look at the situation objectively as well. DeAndre Hopkins is turning 31 years old. Now, I've read some reports, how credible they are, who knows. But I've read some reports that cite NFL executives that say, this guy can't run anymore. And I've heard it a couple times. I've read it a couple times. Many of you have as well, I'm sure. And then just like Tim reported uh, from executives, and, and in the story, he talked to three of them. They say that DeAndre Hopkins loves game day, but he's not the best practice player. And also, let's not forget, he was suspended six games last year for uh, violating performance enhancing substances. Six games for that. He gets gets, uh, dinged again for that. You're gone for a year. So that's something to worry about. And then last year, he missed the final two games of the season with a sore knee, and uh, there was, let's just say, plenty of buzz out there that DeAndre could have played. He didn't want to. So there's issues there. And then you got to look at it from Arizona's point of view, at least to an extent. I mean, isn't it a little telling at least? If you're Arizona Cardinals... You're choosing to eat $22.6 million in dead cap money this year rather than have them on your football team. And I get a concept. They're trying to get younger. Hell, maybe they're even trying to tank for Caleb Williams. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But this is a guy who already has a case for being in the Hall of Fame someday. And if he has a couple more good years, he's probably a lock for the Hall of Fame someday. 
and you're willing to eat $22.6 million in dead cap money this year, then have them on your team. I get it. You want to be young. Maybe you're tanking. I don't know. That's all part of it. But so, and you know, they could have split that money too. They could have cut him and, and split the money over two years and not taken less of a hit. And I do understand that part. You want to get rid of him and you're Arizona. You're going to suck this year anyway. You're going to be the pits. Eat that money now. And when you're starting fresh next year with younger core, younger players, you want to have more money to spend. So I understand that. But still, it's just, you got to look at it. You can't just look at it from your team's perspective. There's got to be a reason, at least to some extent, maybe why the other team doesn't want them. Okay? And you also got to take it in consideration. And the contract, of course, is debating. Look, if it's based on talent, there's, well, not counting Arizona, there's 31 teams in the NFL that would love to have DeAndre Hopkins on the roster based purely on talent and what he can do on the football field. There's no denying that. But this is a guy who was available for trade for a long time. Arizona finally gave up and they, and they cut him. Again, eating all this dead cat money because they couldn't trade him. Nobody around the league came up with a, even a reasonable offer. And the fact that they eventually cut him tells you that they probably would have taken almost, if not anything. So the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, or the Ravens, or the 49ers, or the Cowboys, or a lot of these, the Cleveland Browns, a lot of these teams that you think could be a fit for DeAndre Hopkins, they didn't offer anything. Again, not maybe because of the player, but because of the contract. It's because of the contract more than anything else. Nobody wants to pay this guy right now what he wants to be paid. Don't you feel like if DeAndre Hawkins, despite everything he said on the internet, and we heard about him talking, how he would love to have Josh Allen throwing him the football. In fact, that was the first quarterback he mentioned when he was asked on a podcast, five quarterbacks, so you'd love to catch passes from. Josh was the first one mentioned. Don't you think if DeAndre Hopkins really, truly, more than anything else in the world, wanted to chase a ring and come to Buffalo, knowing it might take less money, that he'd be perfectly willing to either, you know, come via trade, tear up your contract, come up with some kind of creative deal. Maybe the team pays less cap money now or whatever it may be. But you, one thing is for certain, at least when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, anyway, I'm confident of this. I was confident before Tim's report. Now I'm 100% sold. The Bills ain't paying him no $15 million or anything close to it. I can't speak for 30 other franchises around the league, but I can tell you with confidence Buffalo Bills is not coming from them. So sure, man. Talent-wise, you want him. But there's also other things to it as well. You know, how would the Bills use DeAndre Hopkins? To me, that'd be interesting. Yeah, one thing's for certain. Hopkins and Diggs are both great players. But we know, to at least some extent, at least some extent, Stephon Diggs, not all that pleased. But how last season ended, and there's been a lot of buzz internally, eternally, that, you know, if Stephon don't get the ball enough, it could be a problem. And you got two alphas out there now if you got Hopkins as well. DeAndre Hopkins, you're not maneuvering all these guys and restructuring deals and finding a way to create money so this guy could come and be a decoy and get four or five targets a game that Gabe Davis is probably going to get right now, you know? Or at least that Gabe Davis would be reduced to if they signed Hopkins. So how do you feed both mouths? And that doesn't even 
count Gabe Davis. And that doesn't even count your first round draft pick, Dalton Kincaid. And it doesn't even count your highly paid tight end, Dawson Knox. There is only one football. You can never have too much talent. Um, I know that. I know that. I just, me personally, and this is just my own opinions here. These are my takes. You know, this isn't fact. This is opinion. I think it could potentially be a problem. You get Stephon and Hopkins out. Well, it's not going to be a problem because it's probably not going to happen. But were it to, it could be a problem, man. You get Stephon's not getting his targets. He's not getting his share of the football. Who knows how he's going to react to that. So I'm worried about, I would be worried about that if I thought this trade was, you know, feasible or exciting, I should say, is even feasible at this point, which I don't. At the end of the day, I don't want to blame fans and I don't want to blame media, but, but this is a story, DeAndre Hopkins to Buffalo, that for the most part is media-driven and fan-driven. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of fans, and there's some media. And by media, I'm talking everything from mainstream media all the way down to, to podcasters, bloggers, just any kind of content creator. I think there's a lot of us out there that have spent the last several weeks or a couple months or so trying to will this into existence. Trying to will DeAndre Hopkins to Buffalo. Now, in fairness, seeds were planted by DeAndre Hopkins himself from the Buffalo Soldier Instagram and uh, Twitter video to him saying literally that he'd like to catch passes from Josh Allen to having another interview where we, he didn't say any words, but use facial expressions. And when the guy was interviewing or mentioned the bills, he smiled. So there's been a lot of DeAndre Hopkins fanning the flames a little bit as well. So let's not put this all in the media and, and fans. But at the end of the day, it's been driven by that. And quite frankly, look, I love me some Vaughn Miller. Dude is an elite Hall of Fame edge rusher. He's so important to the Buffalo Bills. I love Vaughn. Everybody loves Vaughn Miller. But dude is full of shit when it comes to talking with the media. He knows the media. I think this is a guy who's probably going to be in the media someday. Or maybe, who knows, he might be in an NFL front office. He's going to be involved with football when his playing days are over. Let's just put it that way. This guy has said some shit that makes fans latch onto it. And media latch onto it. We saw it last year. This dude was like, it sounded, uh, you know, during the season last year, mid part of the season, like it was a foregone conclusion that Odell Beckham Jr. was coming to the Bills. I mean, how many times did we hear Ron Miller pretty much say it's going to happen? And then it became, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. And of course, ultimately, Odell didn't come to the Buffalo Bills. And now we heard it again with, with, with DeAndre Hopkins. Lots of him going on the air, whether it was the Pat McAfee show, whether it was uh, his own press conferences. Talking about Vaughn Miller. I mean, talking about DeAndre Hopkins. You know, maybe at the end of the day, just like I just, you know, not even accused, but just pointed out that fans and media have kind of tried to will DeAndre to Buffalo into existence. Maybe Vaughn Miller is just doing the same thing. The difference is I got a podcast where a couple thousand people are listening right now. You know, and I got a, a handful of thousands of, of followers on Twitter. Vaughn Miller's got millions. Vaughn Miller says something on the Pat McAfee show, millions of people are listening to it or watching it. You know what I'm saying? So this to me has always been the Bills are interested in DeAndre. Of course they are. Again, he's a great player. 
They have monitored him and they probably are still continuing to monitor him, but they're not aggressively pursuing him in any way. And they're not moving contracts around for three, four guys, maybe even more that it would take to, to acquire him. They're probably not, if they, because if they do acquire him, there's a good chance that maybe they were to trade or even, I don't want to say cut, but they would try to trade Gabe Davis. There's a lot of things that would go into acquiring DeAndre Hopkins. And none of that even includes the fact that the guy would probably want minimum. I bet you this, folks. Last point on Hopkins. This guy is signing, wherever he signs, is going to be for a minimum of $12 or $12, $12 million dollars in 2023. There might be some kind of, you know, fancy creative way of putting a contract together, but this guy's getting with guarantees and whatever for this year, no less than 12 and as high as say 17 million. It ain't going to be Buffalo. It's just not, not at that price. And quite frankly, last point on this, if it's not the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, that's almost as big of a victory for Buffalo as landing Hopkins. I mean that too. Let DeAndre go to, you know, let him go to the, he's not going to go to the Ravens because they got Odell, but you know, in a perfect world, Odell goes to a team like Green Bay or Detroit in the NFC, which by the way, I think Detroit would be a fantastic fit for DeAndre Hopkins right now, but maybe he goes to a team out there or even talking AFC. He goes to, Indy's got a lot of money. Maybe he can go to, maybe he goes to Indy. Maybe he goes to Cleveland, which, by the way, if, if I was going to have a dark horse candidate, I've been seeing this for weeks now, not Buffalo, not Kansas City, but Cleveland. I think they could be the dark horse team, of course, because Deshaun Watson, and they got some money. Good fit for him there. But again, if they're not going to, if DeAndre doesn't go to the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, that's just as big of a W as him not coming to the, to the Buffalo Bills. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I'm back on this Friday. 
We talked DeAndre Hopkins. Now I want to spend just a couple of minutes here talking Delvin Cook. And I'm talking about Delvin Cook today because it was reported um, Armando uh, Salcrero, I'm not sure I pronounced his last name. He's been around forever, though. From Malkick, he reported that um, Delvin Cook wants to play for either the Miami Dolphins or the Buffalo Bills alongside his kid brother, of course, James Cook. In fact, here's the quote exactly from Armando. He says, Cook is from Miami. He's made it known through sources he'd like to play either for the Dolphins or with his brother James Cook on the Bills. And the Vikings have let it known Cook probably isn't in their future. Uh, Before going any further, I want to say this too. As I'm recording this late on Thursday night, Dalvin Cook still is a Minnesota Viking. They do not have to cut him. Um, Reportedly, they've asked him to take a pay cut, and he has said no repeatedly. And that was what led to potential trade speculation, which obviously hasn't happened yet, or that he might ultimately get cut. Again, none of that has happened as of this recording, but the expectation seems to be that Dalvin Cook, whether it's a trade for a late-round pick, which, by the way, would save Minnesota some money. We'll talk about that in a second. Or whether they just outright release him and he can sign with whoever. As of right now, he's still a Minnesota Viking. Unlike DeAndre Hopkins, he's not a free agent at this moment. Anyway, now that I threw that out there, look, Delvin Cook is, a again, another great player. You're talking about a great talent here, a four-time Pro Bowler. He's had four straight years with over 1,000 yards rushing. He's got 47 touchdowns in 73 games. Always... One of your first handful of picks in fantasy football the last couple of years. He's also, and that's partially because he's caught at least 34 passes in five straight years as well. In terms of his contract, were he to be traded, um, he's still got three years left. He's got cap hits of 12, 15.6, and 13.5 million left on his three years uh, left, which, by the way, I think that's a huge reason why. Minnesota hasn't traded him or probably won't be able to trade him because I find it really difficult to find a team out there that's willing to cough up 12, 15.6, and 13.5 million or whatever. Somewhere around those numbers is what would it cost a team to trade them. Um, Again, Minnesota's requested a pay cut. If they cut them, they could save $9 million and they'll leave like $8.2 million in dead cap money over the next two years. If they were to trade them, I think they would save $11 $11 million. So they would love to trade him, probably going to cut him. Again, it, it comes down to reportedly his preference anyway, Buffalo or Miami. And for, we'll talk about the Bills in just a second. For what it's worth though, I, I get why Miami, he's from Miami too, by the way. It's, I get why Miami's so prevalent in the talk, especially if the report by Ronald Shroom, per his source, it says he literally wants to play for the Dolphins as one of the two teams. I get that. Think about Miami is, Compared to Buffalo, Miami also, they have a strong backfield, just like I think the Bills do right now. They, they re-signed Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson this free agency period. Both they, They're both back on one-year deals. Uh, they drafted a running back on day two, uh, Devin Akati. And they, they still got Salvin Ahmad and, and Miles Gaskin in that backfield. That's a crowded-ass backfield, freaking in Miami. But what Miami has the advantage over Buffalo, I think, is that if they, re- if they want Cook, if that's more than just a passing interest, if it's more than just monitoring the player and they really want to go get him if he becomes a free agent when he does, Miami has advantage of uh, having the cap space to, uh, to make it happen. If they think Dalvin Cook is big enough of an upgrade over what they have right now at running back, 
they can get rid of, they can get out of Mostert and Jeff Wilson. They can get out of one or both of their contracts, maybe even to go get themselves a, a Dalvin Cook. I, I just, I don't personally see it. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me on the surface, especially after drafting a running back on, on day two. But Miami certainly has the cap space. Again, we talked about it with Hopkins. Not really the case for the Bills. I just, I don't see it for the Bills. I just don't. And you know, the irony is this. If Dalvin's arrival in Buffalo as a Bill, I, I feel like you ought to go play with your kid brother. I mean, I can understand that. Who, who doesn't relate to that shit? We all do, right? Who wouldn't want to play a sport professionally, make millions of dollars, play with your brother? We all would. But here's the irony in that. His arrival in Buffalo would probably directly lead to the stunting of younger James's development as an NFL running back. Like, literally. You know, you got Damian Harris and you got Latavius Murray. Just like I said, Miami re-signed Mostert and Jeff Wilson. The Bills added, after losing Devin Singletary, they went out and they signed Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. And let's be real clear here, Dalvin Cook's way more talented than either of them. But while Harris and Murray are less, lesser in talent, I, th- I feel like they fill a role that the Bills are looking for right now. And those are guys who are tougher runners uh, between the tackles than they got with Singletary and James Cook last year. They can get the tough yards, man. They can go up the middle when they're, you're in the fourth quarter, you got a two-score lead, trying to move those chains, run the clock. You don't want Josh Allen taking a beating. They want to be more physical. They want to be bigger. And Murray and, and Harris are bigger backs. So they can, they can run too many tackles. I think that's what the Bills want. You go and you sign Dalvin Cook, 100% one of them are gone. Now, one of them might be gone and maybe brought back on the practice squad or something afterwards anyway, but you sign Cook, 100% one of those guys are gone. And you know what? Maybe Naheem Hines is gone as well. And they, they signed him, or they didn't sign him. They got him to take a pay cut this year, and they guaranteed him money. So I don't know how that works either. Actually, I do know how it works. And, uh, I'll tell you exactly how that works in a second. But anyway, my point is this. The Bills are pretty crowded in the backfield, just like Miami. But unlike Miami, the Bills don't have the cap room. It matters. I would have been far more interested in trading for Dalvin Cook before they went out and they signed Damian Harris, before they went out and signed Latavius Murray. And I would have been more in on a trade for Dalvin Cook before they guaranteed money to Hines after they got him to take the pay cut, which again, it's worth noting this. If they cut Naeem Hines tomorrow, they wouldn't save any money, but they also wouldn't lose any money. Like literally, what they save and what they eat in dead cap space pretty much ends up being a wash. So financially, wouldn't much matter. And they'd only lose a a couple hundred grand if if they were to cut ultimately Damian Harris or, or Latavius Murray. So the money that they would lose by getting rid of any of these running backs when it be significant. It's, it's just, uh, I just don't see it because another thing, Brandon Bean drafts James Cook in the second round last year. You want to develop him. You want him to see the field more. Potentially, you want him to be maybe not necessarily a bell cow guy, maybe not necessarily a one, you know, a number, a true number one, but maybe a 1A to either Harris or, or Murray as their, your 1B. And I think if you bring in Big Brother, I don't think that happens. 
It's not about feelings, too. I, I like James Cook. You know, Dalvin Cook is a, a, a tougher runner at this stage than, uh, than his kid brother, James. No question about that. I just, I just don't see it. I don't. I'll tell you this, though. Of the two, Hopkins or Cook, I think Cook is more likely than Hopkins. And it's not that I think Cook is likely. I think it's more, I just don't think the Bills are in on Hopkins. I don't think the Bills never were in on Hopkins as much as, as a lot of people do. I have no idea and I've heard no credible reporting about any level of the Bills' interest in Delvin Cook. The only reporting that we've heard is that Delvin Cook is interested in the Buffalo Bills. We don't know if the feeling is uh, mutual. I'll tell you this though. I'll admit this. It's a pretty goddamn interesting uh, time for the Buffalo Bills right now. The, I mean, look, we just spent a, a solid handful of minutes on this podcast today talking about two marquee players, two NFL pro bowlers, two studs in this league. And these are players that are linked to the Buffalo Bills. And it's not because the Buffalo Bills are trying to lavish them with money. You know, back in the days, the Mario Williams days, the Tequila Spikes days, the Bills got these guys because they were just going to straight up pay more than anyone else. Money made them interested in coming to Buffalo. That shit ain't the case now. And this is really good for the Buffalo Bills and this organization. Good, if not great, marquee players are linked to this team because they are interested. They're the ones who are interested in coming to Buffalo. I just think that's a... I think that's a mark of a very good organization and an organization that, you know, despite not getting obviously to a Super Bowl and falling short of the AFC championship game the last two years, it just feels like this is a team that has sustainable success. And, and I really, you know, and I, I just think that's important. So we'll see what happens. But those are the two marquee players right now. And again, I, I, I say, Never say never. And in fact, that said that in Tim's report too. I need to point that out. It's not like there's a 0% chance DeAndre Hopkins ends up a Buffalo Bill. Maybe 15%. I'd say there's 15% DeAndre Hopkins and maybe 16% Dalvin Cook comes to Buffalo. Here's my biggest point in the show though. Those two guys, as good as they are, they could go somewhere else. Because... The guy that I prefer for the Buffalo Bills to sign right now that is available is not Cook. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. Folks, the guy that I would like to see the Buffalo Bills sign right now today is Justin Houston. And I know he's not the Justin Houston of five, six years ago. And the guy might be 34 years old, but I'm going to tell you what, man. Sure, 12-year veteran. Uh, been in Baltimore the last couple of years. He had nine and a half sacks last year. And only four and a half the year before that, but nine and a half sacks last year. This guy's had at least eight sacks in five of the last six years in the league. Last year with Baltimore, besides the uh, nine and a half sacks, he also had 39 quarterback pressures. He had 21 tackles. He had a forced fumble in 14 games. Straight up and to the point here, he would be a fastball in a Sean McDermott defense for 2023. This guy can still get to the quarterback. He's still very useful. And here's the thing. 
If DeAndre Hopkins came to the Buffalo Bills, people would be counting on him to almost be like a savior. That ain't the case with Justin Houston, man. He doesn't need to come to Buffalo. He doesn't need to be a savior. Uh, he doesn't have to go out there and he doesn't have to be out there for 65 to 70% of the snaps, which we, of course, we know when a Sean McDermott defense, pretty much no defensive lineman ever is out there that long. But he doesn't need to pay a ton of snaps. You could have load management with a player like Justin Houston in part because of your death. I just think at the end of the day, the pass rush is, is just more important to me than adding another weapon on offense. And it's not that the weapons on offense don't matter because they sure as hell do. They sure as hell do. But I like the Bills' weapons on offense right now without DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry. I, first of all, I like Gabe Davis more than you do. And I know the Bills like him more than you do. I still like Dawson Knox. I like the pick of Dalton Kincaid. I think Stephon's going to be fine. I like Hardy and Sherfield. I think that depth is better there. And I think the Bills got better running backs than last year. I think the Bills' offense is going to be just fine. The offensive line, we'll save that for another, uh, we pretty much have a whole podcast about that. But long story short, I think the offensive line and the depth is going to be better this year too. I think the Bills' offense is just fine. If Ken Dorsey does his job and he's up to task, I don't think you're going to have any worries about the Buffalo Bills offense this year. I truly don't. And that's not me being a homer, man. I'm being dead ass serious. But I think the pass rush is something a little bit that concerns me. And that's especially true with Vaughn Miller. You know, it's uncertain on when he comes back. We heard him say that he would be gone. You know, he'd be back no later than week six. Of course, we also heard him say that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a Buffalo Bill and DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a Buffalo Bill. So who knows what the hell to think when Von Miller is, is offering predictions, right? But even if he is, let's say he's back by week six. That's six games right there, folks. Six out of your 17 games right there. Then let's say it takes him at least three to four more games to get back to the Vaughn Miller that the Buffalo Bills signed last offseason. One of the best, still one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. One of the great ones of all time. More than half of a season before you get the Vaughn Miller that you want to get back, right? When's he going to be up to speed? Who knows? So you got that issue. Greg Rizzo's pretty solid. And he's going to start, even with Vaughn Miller, and even if they sign Justin Houston, Greg Rizzo's going to be the guy who starts. He's solid. He's going in the year three. And I expect a, a significant jump from him, quite frankly. But after that, sorry, man. I don't love Boogie Basham. I definitely don't love A.J. Epinesa. And I love Shaq Lawson when he's playing the run. I don't love him rushing the passer, though. And they ain't got nothing behind that. Nothing. So here's the bottom line. Offense matters most. There's no question about that. But the Bills got plenty. But you also had to get to the other quarterback as well. You know, there's many reasons, many reasons why the Bills got smacked by the Bengals in the playoffs last year. But one of them is the Cincinnati defense was getting to Josh Allen. And it's maybe not necessarily bringing him down for sacks, forcing throws. Getting them with pressure, the Bills against three backup offensive line for the Bengals, they, they weren't sniffing Joe Burrow, not even sniffing him. Get into the quarterback matters. Conversely, the next week, Kansas City in the NFC Championship game was making Joey Burrow's life a living hell. And the Bills' schedule this year, you got to get to the quarterback. The Bills' schedule this year includes a hell of a lineup of quarterbacks. You got Pat Mahomes. You're playing Joe Burrow. 
You're playing Justin Herbert. You're playing Lamar Jackson. And that's not to mention Aaron Rodgers and Tua. You're not playing once, but you're playing those guys twice. Man, that shit is a gauntlet right there. So I really think the Bills, if they're going to restructure whoever it may be, Trey White, I don't know, Deion Dawkins, whoever it might be, they're going to find a way to make some money. Go get another pass rusher. That's what I want. And I want it specifically to be Justin Houston. And sure, there are other guys out there too who could help. Frank Clark's out there as we record this. Jadavian County's out there. Uh, Carlos Dunlap's out there. Uh, Yannick Nakawu. God, I pronounce that guy's, I'm sorry, dude. I have pronounced Yannick's last name. I've been butchering on this show probably for five years. But anyway, any of those guys I feel like would be a welcome addition to this pass rush going into training camp and the season. But I really, I highly prefer Justin Houston. I really do. I think it would be a low-key, great move for the Buffalo Bills. Get into the other quarterback helps everything. And it makes me feel, even if it's just 30% better about having to wait for Vaughn Miller to not only physically get back, but to physically get back and be all the way back. So go out, spend that money, not on Delvin, not on DeAndre, but spend that money on a pass rusher. Again, preferably my guy, uh, Justin Houston. So those are my takes with what's going on with the Buffalo Bills right now. One quick thing here, and then I'm definitely getting out. Three shows that I've watched from beginning to end, all of the series, all ending in the last three or four days. I'm going to talk about them plenty more on the podcast, Fight with Aaron. Uh, Succession, not going to get into that today. I get dragged on Twitter for not thinking Succession is one of the best shows of all time. Let's just for that leave that here for right now for today. Not going to jump into that. Barry also ended on HBO this past Sunday. Really loved that series at the beginning. But then I just got confused. I'm like, what the hell is this? It was a comedy. And then it was, uh, then it got really dark. And then it kind of just got weird. I don't want to say confusing, but just like, huh? Near the end, did not love the way that series wrapped up whatsoever. I love Bill Hader. I think he's really talented. I just think for the most part, the rest of that show and the premise and everything about it just kind of, quite frankly, it kind of sucked. But Ted Lasso just ended this past week. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love that show so much. One, it's going to go down as one of my favorite uh, TV series, if not all time, certainly in the last 15 to, to 20 years for sure. I just love those kind of shows. I'm not going to get into any spoilers yet because I am saving this for, I got a guest coming up who's a big Ted Lasso fan. And after we talk some bills, I think it's going to be two weeks from now. So I'll give you some time to watch it if you didn't watch it last season or at least the finale to be completely caught up. Give you a chance to, uh, to watch it before I talk about it. But going to have plenty to talk about with this guest with Ted Lasso. Just love the show. I'll, I'll say one thing, though. You know, I, I hope in the near future to see more TV series on, on the air like, like Shit's Creek and Ted Lasso. I hope more of those shows get kind of developed. Um, it just give me more happiness on TV shows. Give me more hope. Give me more optimism when I'm watching my fictional TV series. You know, sometimes it's, it's okay for the good guys to win. It's okay to get the happy endings. I even know in this cruel world, this fucked up society, it's okay to have the happy ending and let the good guys all come out looking better. 
in the end. It's just the way I feel. And this was an absolutely beautiful end. I'm not going to give it away yet to, uh, to Ted Lasso, at least in my opinion, man. Again, in a TV, you know, in a world where we turn on the TV and every series is about power and it's about greed and corruption and violence and all this other crap. I just can't emphasize enough to you guys listening how great it was to have a show that just makes you feel good inside. Elite show, Ted Lasso. All right, my time is way up here, folks. Thank you again very much for locking in. And like I said, I don't generally like doing these solo shows on Friday, but I just felt like instead of not pointing one out, by the way, I don't want you guys to forget about me. This would have been two, we didn't have a show last Friday. So this would have been two straight Fridays a lot of talk in Buffalo. Did not want that to happen. Plus, almost all the time I'm talking to a guest and I'm usually getting their perspective on the guys like DeAndre Hopkins and, and James Cook and Justin Houston. But I felt like today would be a good opportunity to, to get some of my own takes and some of my own opinions and feelings off my chest as well. So thank you very much. Continue to enjoy this beautiful weather here. If you're living in Buffalo anyway, this weather has been superb all week and it's supposed to last until the weekend. So thank you again. Follow me on Twitter at Pat Moran Tweets. And again, please subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to. Make sure you follow, rate and review, all that stuff. And we do. Again, most, most episodes are on the Talking Buffalo YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe and like that as well. Because besides getting the video element, and we also have some live streams as well that, of course, you'll only see on the video side. But we also put clips up, highlights, from certain episodes as well. So it's definitely worth it to, to follow on the audio side and also to subscribe on the Talking Buffalo uh, YouTube channel as well. Thank you very much. Enjoy the weekend. Be back. Brand new episodes, multiple new episodes next week. Take care.